This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. Find it online at mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and read my blog, The Whole Dish at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. It's my annual quandary of how to blog and podcast about turkey leftovers. Now, granted, this is a popular topic for food writers and people in the industry, and everyone's sort of got their favorites. It's not like anyone's really reinventing the wheel here. There's, of course, turkey soup, turkey pot pie. I actually ran a recipe last year for turkey pot pie soup. There's turkey shepherd's pie, turkey pierogi, creamed turkey crepes are a favorite of my family's, even transforming the turkey and stuffing into meatballs. And those are all well and good. And some people look forward to those dishes even more than they're looking forward to the main holiday feast. I find what really carries us through using up the entire turkey, however, are flavors that bring in sort of a global ethnic spice palette. Again, not rocket science. Plenty of people do this. But I find myself at the point where I've almost shared pretty much my favorites, my tried and true go-tos. I love turkey or duck pot stickers. And that's one that I shared in a blog post in 2016 as well as in a podcast last year, episode 133 of this podcast, filling prepared wonton skins with a really flavorful mixture of turkey or duck with an Asian-style dipping sauce. Of course, Latin cuisine is another obvious direction. And I've also blogged and done podcasts on turkey tamale pie. That podcast aired back in November 2017. And you can find that by searching tamale on the Mail Tribune's website and find the podcast for potstickers by searching the term potstickers on the Mail Tribune website. Also in the Latin genre is pozole, probably my family's favorite leftover turkey dish. Granted, you could do tortilla soup, but we happen to really love the hominy kernels in pozole. That's a podcast that aired in 2019, and I also shared the recipe in a column the same year. You could search Pozole on the Mail Tribune's website, P-O-Z-O-L-E, and come up with those as well. And a little bit more offbeat, but offering a way to use sweet potatoes is a West African peanut stew that I aired in a podcast in 2019. And the recipe dates way back to 2007 on my blog. It's from November 30th, and you can find that on my blog archives at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. Search the archives from the drop down menu on the right hand side of the page and select November 2007. And the recipe is right at the top from the 30th under the headline soliciting more sweet potato recipes. West African peanut stew is one that I make not often, but there's something about those flavors. I even recently enjoyed them in a soup at Pangea restaurant in Ashland. 
just incorporating a little bit of peanut butter can really take spices like coriander and cilantro in a little bit different direction. So what to do now that I've shared so many of my favorites for leftover turkey over the years, tried and true, I dug back through my blog archives and came up with two curry recipes. Now granted, turkey curry has become something of a punchline since the movie Bridget Jones's Diary sort of spoofed it. But it's true, you really can stretch the appeal of the holiday bird, use up the stock, give the meat a different flavor profile when you turn to some traditional dishes from India and Thailand. So I thought I'd share two in this podcast, leftover turkey tikka masala and Thai-style turkey curry. These are, again, from the archives of my blog at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. The first was published November 29th, 2010. So again, you can use that archives drop-down menu in the same manner as I previously mentioned to find this post under the headline, More Ideas for Taking Turkey International. The Thai-style turkey curry was published the previous year in 2009 on December 2nd. And again, that post can be found in similar fashion when you pull up December 2009, page all the way down to the bottom of the screen. This one's from the second. They're posted in reverse order. First, the leftover turkey tikka masala. These are both very easy recipes and come together really quickly with, for me, what amounts to pantry staples. I typically have these ingredients on hand and they're great with rice or some egg noodles in the case of the Thai style curry. Leftover turkey tikka masala calls for two tablespoons vegetable oil, one large onion that's been peeled and very finely chopped, two garlic cloves that have been peeled and minced, one teaspoon peeled and minced fresh ginger, one to two teaspoons pure chili powder, and that's not a seasoning blend. It's literally just chili powder, ancho chili powder, something of that nature. One and a half cups tomato puree, three quarter cup heavy cream, although you can substitute coconut milk. Regular milk is very common in the dishes of Northern India, whereas in the Southern part of the country, coconut milk is more common. Salt and pepper to taste. One pound cooked turkey that's been skinned and the bones removed and diced. You can leave the dice fairly large, or you could also consider that cubed. One and a half tablespoons garam masala. And that's a sort of quintessential Indian spice mixture. It's widely available now at most well-stocked grocery stores. It's also available online. If you don't have it, it's easy to make your own. You can keep these spices on hand. It's best to keep them on hand whole and then toast them and grind them at the last minute. But you could use pre-ground spices as well. And to make garam masala, you combine one tablespoon cardamom seeds, a third of a whole nutmeg. If you need to get a third of the seed that is actually a nutmeg, you can hit it with a hammer or a cast iron pan. Just make sure you're not damaging anything underneath. A three inch length of cinnamon stick, and you want that broken up as well. 
and one teaspoon each whole cloves, whole black peppercorns, and whole cumin seeds. You can toast all of those in a dry skillet over sort of medium, medium high heat until you start to smell their fragrance and then grind them in a spice grinder, a mortar and pestle, which you'll have to work a little bit harder at. If you clean out your coffee grinder, if you use like a blade style coffee grinder really, really well, you can get away with that as well. It's best to have a dedicated spice grinder though, of course. And that makes about three tablespoons garam masala, which is about twice the amount you'll need for this recipe. So to begin leftover turkey tikka masala, in a large skillet, combine the two tablespoons of vegetable oil, the onion that's been peeled and very finely chopped, the garlic cloves that have been peeled and minced, and the teaspoon peeled and minced fresh ginger. Hook over medium-low heat. You don't want anything to brown here. You're just softening this, waiting for the onion to turn translucent, and that'll take about 15 minutes. Add the one to teaspoons pure chili powder. Sprinkle that over the aromatics and cook, stirring for one minute. Add the one and a half cups tomato puree, the three quarter cup heavy cream and salt and pepper to taste. Then turn the heat up to medium high and simmer until the sauce is slightly thickened. And that'll take about five minutes. Add that one pound turkey pieces skinned and cubed, or these could even be sort of roughly torn off your turkey carcass, along with the one and a half tablespoons garam masala. Turn down the heat and simmer slowly for about 10 minutes. Serve with steamed basmati rice. And that makes about four servings of leftover turkey tikka masala from my blog, The Whole Dish, published November 29th, 2010, under the headline, More Ideas for Taking Turkey International. So another international flavor palette, of course, is Thai food. And I love Thai-style curries. In fact, I used a leftover duck and duck stock a couple of weeks ago to make a Thai-style red curry with coconut milk for my kids with pineapple carrots. And if I thought I could have gotten away with it, I definitely would have put in some winter squash. Winter squash just goes really, really well in curries, both in Indian curries and Thai curries, I find. So if you have leftover winter squash from your holiday feast that was steamed and you can cut it into cubes, this is a great way to use it. You can stir it in sort of at the last minute just to heat it through. But you can also peel and seed a whole squash, dice it up, and simmer it in a curry sauce until it's softened. The turkey tikka masala would be another place you could use leftover squash if you wanted to just add more interest to that recipe. But it is called for in this Thai-style turkey curry, published in my blog December 2nd, 2009, under the headline, Turkey Time's Up. (laughs) urging people to use up that turkey because really those leftovers should be consumed within a week. For Thai-style turkey curry, you're going to need eight ounces, which is half of a one-pound box of egg fettuccine. If you don't want to serve this with noodles, if you prefer to sort of broaden your grains from the holiday week and want to serve this with rice, go ahead and do that and just skip cooking the noodles. You'll also need one tablespoon vegetable oil, five scallions that have been trimmed and sliced on the diagonal, 
three garlic cloves have been peeled and minced, one teaspoon to one tablespoon Thai green curry paste. I find that the heat of prepared Thai curry paste can really vary from batch to batch. Some are very mild and some are much spicier. It's really hard to tell until you just taste the actual paste after opening the jar. So if you're very sensitive to spice, stick with the teaspoon. If you like things on the spicier side, maybe consider adding up to a tablespoon, which is what I typically add when I make green curry. One 15-ounce can of chicken broth or stock or your leftover turkey stock. A half of a 15-ounce can of coconut milk. Two cups cooked and cubed or even roughly pulled off the carcass turkey that you have removed the bones from and the skin. You're also going to need one cup each cooked cubed winter squash and cooked green beans. This is a great way to use up your leftover green beans, provided they weren't cooked in creamy mushroom soup gravy like my family likes to do. If you don't have green beans or incorporated a vegetable like Brussels sprouts, this would be another great recipe for using something like that. We typically do roasted Brussels sprouts. Feel free to experiment with the vegetables. It's a great way to add a yellow vegetable and a green vegetable, whatever that happens to be leftover from your holiday feast or fresh out of your refrigerator crisper drawer. This doesn't have to be just leftovers. A half teaspoon salt, Grated lemon zest for garnish, which is optional, and chopped cilantro for garnish, which is optional. So if you're going to cook the noodles, heat a large pot of salted water to a boil and add the 8 ounces of fettuccine. Cook according to package directions and drain. To prepare the curry, heat the tablespoon oil in a large skillet over medium heat. Add the scallions, those five trimmed and sliced diagonally scallions, and cook, stirring for one minute. Add the three garlic cloves that have been peeled and minced and stir for one minute. And then stir in the teaspoon to tablespoon of green curry paste and cook for 30 seconds. Again, you can taste this and see if you need more. Stir in the 15 ounces chicken broth or turkey stock and then heat to a boil. Cook for five minutes to reduce slightly. Before adding the coconut milk from the can, you need to stir it to mix in the cream that rises to the top. Make sure that's incorporated before you add it and then add half the can to the skillet. Reduce the heat to low and cook for five minutes. Then add the two cups of cooked, cubed, or pulled turkey without the skin and bones and the cup each of cubed cooked winter squash and cooked green beans or whatever yellow and green vegetable you want to add along with the half teaspoon salt. Cook until the turkey's warmed through for five minutes and then serve this delicious curry over either the cooked fettuccine or steamed white or brown rice garnished with a little bit of freshly grated lemon zest and the fresh cilantro leaves on top if you like that and that makes four servings of Thai style turkey curry posted December 2nd, 2009 to my blog, The Whole Dish, under the headline, Turkey Time's Up, and find that one on my blog archives at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food, and find more festive recipes to take us into the season for celebrations on my current posts at the Meal Tribune's website, mealtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Thanks for listening to and reading The Whole Dish.